Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of our podcast. You are listening into 152nd Vanguard Radio. Um, here with me today is Eric. Hello, everybody. And one of our uh, court members, Major Outlaw. Hey, how's it going? All right, Eric, you want to take today's off? Yes. Well, hey, so everybody, we're going to be talking about Dust 514. We talked a little bit about uh, EVE Online yesterday and some of the basics, but we're going to be covering uh, all the basics and some tactics that you can use on the battlefield to get you started, to get you some skill points. I'll tell you, when you first get onto Dust 514, it can be kind of intimidating because, you know, it's not a typical FPS. I mean, it's it's not like a battle. It, it's similar to Battlefield, I guess, if you're used to that because of the, the size and scope, but um, in no way... Uh, is it very similar because it's got a uh, fitting system and it's got skill progressions and you're probably thinking, man, what kind of game is this? So we're really going to give you the rundown on everything and what to expect uh, as a new Dust Mercenary in New Eden. And uh, we're also going to be covering some new exciting news today. So I don't know if you've heard about it yet, Virus, but we got some exciting stuff here about Battle for Kaldari Prime. Have you heard about that at all? Uh, I have. I have, actually. Um, a source gave me some updates on that earlier. Um, I don't have all the details, but uh, I've heard how it's going to um, interact with each other, and it seems like it's going to be nice. And I guess there's going to be some rewards given out. Eric will have more information yes. on that. Well, from what yeah. I'm reading here on Dust's website, and you can, just so you know, guys, you can go on to dust514.com, and they have a thing there at the bottom on, the, on their website if you want to take a look at this. But uh, if you look very on the, on the bottom, it says they're going to have commemorative drop suits. So that's really Ooh. exciting. So, yeah, you're definitely going to want to be there for those. I wonder I mean, if they're going to be like the Black Eagles or if they're actually going to be blueprints mm. this time. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, the Black Eagles were suits that were given out over uh, a mercenary. Uh, there were mercenary battles that took place, uh, I think it was, what, a couple weeks ago maybe? A couple weeks ago, something like that, yeah. A little yeah. event they had. And the cool thing is, is they're they're really neat looking. You get oh. like neat. Oh yeah, what's that? Sorry to cut in again though. Um, no, that's fine. Just a thing on that you told me before we were doing this podcast stuff. Uh, I guess at some point Eric took part in some mercenary battles that actually had a new map, and yes. Yes. I have some information on why that map was brought in. Um, oh, okay. That map you played was actually a like testing for the map for this event. Oh, um, if they're gonna do what I think okay. they're gonna do, the, this event is gonna take place on that map. Okay. Um, I have a YouTube link that I will link you here in a bit that actually has the video to explain it. But um, a while back, this was posted out. So this is this is lore that's been taking place for a long time. This isn't new lore. Um, but the Titan that you saw in the middle of that map, because everyone knows who didn't get to take part, there was a Titan crashed in the middle of this map, or yeah, on, out in the epic. background, or however. That Titan that crashed is actually part of this lore. Um, uh, he cra- okay. he he him and a bunch of other people. Uh, it was a commander. I forget his name. Um, and a bunch of Kaldari pilots warped in to fight the Galente, and he warped in in his in a, in a Leviathan. Um, for everyone that knows a Leviathan, that's always been parked in Luminaire. Uh, I think is no longer going to be there. Um, but uh, the the Titan warped into Luminaire with a bunch of Kaldari pilots to fight the Galente, and the commander actually ended up going down with the ship that crashed onto the planet. Mm. Um, so that's where this map is going to be coming out. Yeah, and with, actually... with the whole crashed Leviathan. Which it's a really cool map. I think the graphics could look a little better. I mean, I was, it felt kind of like a screensaver in the background, but it was neat to see something different. You know, that the map's yeah. kind of repetitive sometimes. That they being do. In beta. Yeah, and so, but um, it looked really neat. And actually, what you hear are these massive explosions on the it was, planet. It was definitely it's, looked better than the maps we had already. Yeah, even if it was kind of screenshotty in the background, but yeah, no, it was really neat though. It's um, it's I think a three-letter objective, so <clears throat> um, pretty standard, but. Uh, 
it's uh, it was really neat. It only happened for one night during a mercenary battle, and uh, it was really cool to see, though. But hopefully, we'll get more on that here shortly. So be sure to follow that, guys, on the Dust Five One Four forums, and to keep up to date with that, because you're not going to want to miss out on those drop suits, even if it's just they're only giving you ten of them. You're going to want to have them as trophies, so that'd be really nice to have. I really hope uh, they're blueprints that we could actually show them off, you know? You know, that's Without worrying about losing them. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the frustrating things is that's how it was with the Black Eagle. You can only use 10 of them. It's the same with that yeah. one vehicle that we got from uh, playing Slay. And by oh, the way, God. guys, don't play Slay. <laughs> if you if you really um, value your time and don't want to go insane <laughs> um, trying to figure out a game, the rules are written very poorly. Um, you know, you think they could have chosen a better game besides Slay. And I know Slay is actually a real game. It's actually not just exclusive to Dust. It was modified to fit Dust. But one thing I will say that was interesting about it, a little off topic here, is that they do talk about mechs and uh, different types of yep. uh, things that we haven't seen in Dust 5 once before. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the developers are hinting that we might have mechs in the I'm future. Thinking that, I'm thinking that's what that could be part of. It, it does yeah. seem like it. Which, they also talk about walkers, too. Very Actually, they looked very similar to the Star Wars walkers. That's what I kept thinking of the whole time. But, uh, I hope it doesn't turn into... Well, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of Star Wars fans. I, I'm a big fan of Star Wars myself. Not a diehard fan, but uh, it looked a little too Star Warsy for me. I'm, I'm hoping they can incorporate it and make it more Eve-ish. Which, you know, CCP is good with that, but... You know, it'll be cool to it'll be cool to see. But anyway, so that's kind of what's going on with the uh, as we talked about the battle for Caldari Prime. So please, guys, be on uh, up to date with that. Check it on the Dust Forum tomorrow at downtime, tomorrow. guys. Okay. Tomorrow at tomorrow. downtime up through Saturday's downtime. Absolutely. All right, guys. So on other topics today, we're going to be actually talking about the basics of Dust Five One Four. Now, for anybody who's not very familiar with Dust 514. Um, what it is, is it's a first-person shooter set within the EVE Online universe. Um, and uh, what really makes it unique um, is one of the things they brought that they brought over from EVE is the fitting system. Now, the interesting thing about fitting systems is this is more similar to what you see in popular MMOs, uh, well, namely EVE Online. But the cool thing about it is, is that you're not set really into any type of specific role, like a medic or uh, an assault type that's, you know, has certain amount of, you know, you have an assault rifle, you have a pistol, and everyone else knows what you have. You can actually customize these roles. Um, and I think really this is where it gets fun. And you have to train skills to uh, to earn each one of these items. But um, what do you think, being an EVE player, uh, mainly uh, there, uh, Virus, what do you think about it? It is it is really unique. Um, coming from EVE, long time in EVE, and playing a lot of other shooters, it does have a very unique feel. I do enjoy the fitting system. Um, if you are a big EVE player and haven't tried this out yet, you have an advantage over some of the, the newer people who yes. haven't touched EVE because you'll know um, like what like what type of energy is best against shields. Now, mind you, right now, there is only two types of... Well, three types, sorry. No, no, two, two, I'm right, of damage. There's energy damage, um, which is for shields, and then you've got your explosive damage for the armor. Um, now they right. don't have it set like kinetic or EM or thermal or anything like that yet. They might in the future, um, maybe, but you do have the the typical EM damage and explosive damage currently. Um, so you will know yeah. and you'll know like how to fit, like not really how to fit, but what would be a best fit. Um, like if you want to go armor tanker, what you should have, stuff like that. Um, they do have a lot of, and all the emblems and stuff on there are similar to the Eve emblems, so um, or icons, I should say, on the items. So you'll know what a what a like a heat sink looks yeah. like and stuff like that. And actually, um, that's one thing that's really cool for the dust 
players, if you're ever interested in EVE, it'll actually give you a good starting point to actually get into EVE. I know it's helped uh, me being more of a Dust player first and foremost, and uh, coming into EVE, you know, kind of the secondary, it really helped me to understand what a lot of the icons did. Um, even though they have crazy names in EVE, all these weird names, they really kind of help you understand this symbol, you know, does this, or this does this. Yeah, right. Um, but um, actually, today with us, we have one of our corporation members that we mentioned earlier. He's actually a Battlefield guy. Woohoo! Shout out to Battlefield. Um, and, um, you know, I'd like to get your approach on it. What do you think about uh, Dust514 coming just from, a, a, you know, an FPS background? What's, what's it been like for you so far? Well, um, it took me a long time to find a game. Uh, I was pretty heavy into Battlefield, and it... This game pretty much drew me away from it. It's very similar, except for, uh, like, you have your EVE aspects, like you were saying, that are presented into the game. And those are the things that I'm trying to learn now, you know. Uh, coming from the Battlefield side, uh, it does take a lot like Battlefield, um, the fighting and everything along with it. Uh, I like the game. I like it a lot. I've spent a lot of time on it, and my character is definitely increasing and improving. And the more you fight, the stronger you get. And, you know, there you I, go. Very I think, cool. I think that's what makes Dust interesting is that it has that RPG element to it, where you you, know, you become you know from something to you know you're really nothing in the game in the very beginning with your starter fits, and you become something even better than you really are, and that's really cool. You get to level up uh, your skill books from one to five, just like you do in Eve. Um, but um, it can be really kind of difficult to get started at first, especially when people are running around with proto suits. Man, I'll tell you that is so frustrating, or it's even proto weapons. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll even get in our matches ourselves occasionally where, you know, we'll be using a starter fit just to earn some SP or ISK. Because, um, by the way, let's just mention prototype gear, which is the best in the game that you can get at this time, or open beta, excuse me. Um, it can be kind of difficult to go against people like that. So Now, mind kinda... you, people who are new uh, but have EVE background experience, prototype is like T2 gear in EVE. Yeah. It's the best gear you can get. And yeah. uh, what he means by starter fits also, for the people who are new, uh, if you haven't already figured out, um, there are there are kind of classes, like you said, there wasn't a like class thing in the, in the beginning, but uh, there kind of is, when you choose, you start as an enforcer or these uh, four or five starting classes, and it's just like old, old school Eve, if anyone on here would remember that, um, you will start with, gear, with skills um, for that class, so make sure you choose that. If you have any idea of what you want to go, that will help you along the way. Yeah. And it... it Oh, go ahead. A starting point, and then you can basically branch that character off into anything you want. Exactly. It to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what makes I think uh, Dust really interesting. Now, how do you get to the point where you can get into this gear? And that's really the challenge: is to get up to the top in the best gear that you can. Well, I've actually got some good tips for you new guys out there that will help you get started, and we're going to actually go over those right now. Um, first off, have nanite injectors. Nanite injectors, um, on your, put those on your starter fits. Um, they won't make them starter fits anymore. You'll, you'll have a number right by them um, before where it just had a dash, uh, meaning that you didn't have to pay or restock your clones, which are um, you know, each, one that, you know, each clone that you uh, lose, you'll lose a... Um, you can't use them anymore once clones are, are lost. So it will add those numbers to it. Um, but it's important to have nanite injectors. And the reason for this is, is you're going to get a lot of points this way. And you're also going to be contributing. SP is earned through uh, contribution in the battles and how you contribute. And that uh, nanite injectors, people will also love you, by the way. I love medics. Uh, I, I can't stress it enough. There's I not enough like, of them. You'll always see Dude, ones nearby, really but they never come and get you. You know, they're, they're, I don't know. 
Well, at those blueberries, I'm just telling you, they just run out there. And yeah. Do, you know? It's like medic is nearby. You, Hang there. And you're, then you're set up for failure. Yeah. Medic nearby. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there spamming square. Like, where, where is he? What? And people just walk over you. It's like, okay. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and by the way. I'm not saying uh, no to actually. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Just, just to cut in real quick here. Um, <laughs> something we, that I forgot. Um, what uh, This is one thing that when I first got in really, really confused me coming from EVE. Uh, when they say they have a little like you know when we first load up they have that little uh, triangle diagram of how everything progresses in dust where you purchase clones you purchase stuff at the market stuff is consumed on the clone in battle and then you rebuy right. it. Now yeah. clones in this game are when you die if you die and respawn in that suit it will it will everything that was on it will be consumed that's what the numbers come in. So yes, at the start is, yeah. like you buy like militia um, it, you start actually with some nanite injectors if I remember right you'll start with 50 of them. That you, you can put on your character, and uh, every time you die, that will go down. So, and you don't have to restock them until you have died 50 times, for example. Um, everything you had on your clone, if you survive the battle on one of your clones, that does not get consumed. So that's one thing that really confused me when I first got into Dust, because I thought, okay, after every battle, I'm gonna have to restock whatever I have on here. No, it's just when you die. So no, if you survive yeah. and don't die, then you don't have to restock. You didn't lose nothing. Same with the vehicles too. Yep. Same with any. Exactly. Same with the vehicles. Well, and it's thanks to that restocking feature, I mean, the clone feature, that really makes the game interesting. You know, for years, I've always wanted a first-person shooter that had consequence, you know, some form of consequence, because it seems like most games, you know, coming from a Return to Castle Wolfenstein background all the way up to Call of Duty up to Battlefield, it just seemed like a lot of people would run out there and, you know, just run and gun it and spray and pray and hope for the best. And that's what the games really were becoming, you know. It's just kind of boring. No one really used tactics. There was no really need for tactics. Um but, uh, you know, so thanks to Dust, you're really going to experience a level of consequence that you're not used to. So I think that's going to be interesting for new players, especially when they come into this, is that, oh my gosh, if I, if I lose this and I don't have ISK, I can't replace it. <laughs> so a good rule to follow, guys, is don't use what you can't afford. It's the same rule that we talked about in EVE yesterday. Don't fly what you can't afford. Same rule for Dust. If you Like, for example, I, I fly dropships. I'm a dropship pilot. Uh, my dropships aren't as expensive as uh, viruses, tanks, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're up there. You know, they aren't cheap. Um, and, you know, when you lose it, it sucks. And if, if you can't afford it, don't, don't restock it. You know, at least have two to three stocks of whatever you're uh, – well, for at least vehicles anyway. You can have more of those for uh, uh, drop suits, of course. But, uh, yeah, so don't, don't use what you can't afford. That's, that's huge. Um, and that will also help you save your ISK and let you get into items that you really need to. And um, so, again, just come back and coming back to where we were. Get nanite injectors. You can also buy blueprint items. And to talk about blueprint items and what those specifically are, um, they're an original. Basically, you don't have a number or to have to restock those. They're, they're the actual nanite injector blueprint, meaning they're, they're there for life. Um, now you do um, have to buy those. Cut in for a second. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, sure. Um, I, put our t I, I got a Twitter running for us. Um, oh, I just nice. want to put that out there. We, we officially have our first follower on that, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, right on. If anyone needs to get a hold of me on that, it's on Twitter. It's at AVA152D Radio. No spaces. Right on. Right on. So, yeah, blue, blueprint injectors, those are good. Now, they do cost Aurum. Now, Aurum and ISK, that we're going to get into that a little bit later, but basically, Aurum does cost real world money. Um, at first, if it doesn't seem worth it, trust me, it is. Um, it allows you to do more, as they say, do more faster, meaning that you don't have to. 
um, with some of these things, uh, you don't have to get more skill points to get into the next level of skill to use it. You get the advantage of the higher levels without the higher levels, so to speak. So Orem's really good to invest in uh, if you have the cash to do it. Um, now, also, uh, speaking of nanite injectors, uh, it's nice to also create a logistical class. I know that uh, Virus here has as a logistical guy, but the nice thing that's nice about being a logistical guy is that those guys are meant for repairing. Um, you can get repair tools to repair people, to repair their armor, or even vehicles as well, uh, but it gives you two equipment slots, so that can be very useful at the very beginning of the game, so make sure to get in yourself into a good logistical class, oh, yeah. um, but uh, that's, that can be very valuable. Your team will love you. Let's just put it that way. I, I usually I run logisticals. with... I usually run with a nanite injector and a repair tool. Um, call myself a straight-up Logi medic. There you go. So it's uh, it's really cool to have that. So make sure you get into yourself a, a logistical uh, tool right away. Um, so now one of the things that there, there are also things that you can carry as well in equipment slots so called nano hives and drop-up links. You've probably heard people talk about these in the battlefield. And you may already know what they are, but just in case people who don't, um, a drop-up link allows you to place uh, – basically, it's a mobile spawn unit. You can place it anywhere on the battlefield, and this can be very, very useful. And you get points for any time people spawn on it, so you get more war points for every time that works out. Um, and nano hives allow people to also replenish their health, but then also mainly uh, it's for ammunition. So if, if people run out in the battlefield, you can drop one of these, and it replenishes. Now, I'll tell you, that is probably one of the nicest things to have on the battlefield. I know you were using those a lot. I think you said you had some of those with you on your logistical don't you virus uh which ones the nano hives uh yes i do right now uh, on my logist my logistic suit i have three slots um wow, i run three. with a nano injector yeah nano injector um repair tool and nano hives so that's that's the way to do it and you'll earn points fast guys let me just tell you that right now you will earn points fast and how it basically, just to kind of tell you what I mean by points, is that at the end of each battle, remember I was telling you, you get that contribution at the end of it, and the more you're contributing through that, through all those three things, the, the nano injectors, drop-up links, and nano hives, uh, even repair tools, those will really help you get up there fast. So uh, be sure to do that uh, right away in the beginning um, to get your skill points up. Um, now, another thing is you'll probably see – I don't know about you guys, but I love skirmish. I'm a big battlefield guy. I like taking objectives. I just don't like running gunning. I, what do you guys think? Do you guys like ambush or skirmish more? What do you guys prefer? I do ambush. <laughs> yeah, skirmish is definitely the best. I do ambush when I don't have a team. Right, right. Well, a good thing about ambush I would mention, though, is is that it does help you increase your aim. <laughs> it's more kind of a, a Call of Duty mode the way I like to look at it because it's just a small area. Uh, you don't really want to snipe in it, though. That's the only thing. It can get pretty deadly pretty quick. But um, anyway, so basically how it works in Skirmish is you have different points, different letters, and they can be anywhere from one letter all the way up to five. Um, and what you've probably seen in, in the air are these massive floating fortresses, basically which are the things called the MCC, which are the mobile command centers. Now, these little points, these letters that you're taking, they are basically missile launchers that will shoot up into space, uh, shoot up in the air, and then it hit the MCC. And of course, the more of those you have, the more likely your MCC is to survive. Um, but you get points for those. Every time you hack them, you get 100 points uh, per hack. And it's really valuable to go hack everything. Don't, don't even worry about shooting people in the very beginning. Support people and hack everything. Um, you'll really see that you uh, get a lot of points for that. And that will also be a good for contribution. Um, but uh, that's, that could be very valuable to you guys to do that. Um, make sure that, uh, you know, to equip your guys with a lot of shields, too, since you're a healer. Because everyone hates logistical people. <laughs> I know I go after them, at least. Um, they basically, I wonder why I died all the time. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I, I I go after logistical people. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's kind of rough because if you guys are getting revived all the time, and and that's really the secret to success is having a good logi right there. So make sure you have shields on uh, on your logistical guy. Make sure you get a lot of those on there in the very beginning. It can get kind of expensive, but use the militia gear. It'll get you started. It's basically gear that you don't need to have skills for. Uh, it's dirt cheap. I mean dirt cheap i mean we're talking what like 100 isk to restock usually so it's it's pretty it's pretty decent so make sure you get a lot of shields on you find cover um and uh stick with your guys run in packs like that's a big thing too i think a lot of people just want to run and gun and be on their own uh that's a great recipe to, to lose clones very fast um so don't run out there just in the open thinking you're going to be a hero because you will die and you will die very quickly i mean you can just even ask a virus here about his tanks if you were to do that you'd pretty much be gone in a second yeah yes yes um the the tanks are um interesting to keep alive because the minute people see you on there they know you can change the tide of battle very quickly so they all start aiming for you plus probably a lot of trolls out there that just like oh expensive tank blow it up mm -hmm, but uh mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah we'll get into the, the tank strategies a bit later but um they yeah. are very tough to keep alive now here's the thing about eve guys did you guys know it takes seven years to train all those skills in Dust? Now, obviously, we're not in the release of Dust yet, and hopefully that happens here within a couple of months. But when that comes out, there's going to be seven years of skills worth to train. Seven years. So to put that in perspective for you um, here, you don't want to branch out into everything willy-nilly. You don't want to just go, ooh, this looks cool, this looks cool. You want to take a specific path. Um, that can be very important because if your skills are all over the place, like at level one, twos, and threes, you're really not going to be the best soldier on the battlefield that you can be for your team. So that's also going to help you save your ISK. Save your ISK until you know exactly what it is that you want to do. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people just switch at random to different stuff. I mean, starter fits yeah. are fine. You know, switch to starter fits if you need to use it for basic basic support. But don't branch out. Don't be like, oh, the mass driver looks cool one day or the assault rifle looks really cool the other day and like invest a lot of points into it. That's kind of the mistake I made at first. You know, being yeah, don't beta. be us. <laughs> yeah, basically, don't do make the mistake that we did. My, my character, Eric, Eric Allegari, is that's exact way. You know, he, he um, he's finally now getting on the right course, being a dropship pilot and being working with the mass driver. Um, being in prototype now, but um, yeah, it can really hurt you guys. I mean, you don't want to waste those skill points. Those skill points are very precious to have. If you want to make an alternate character, also known as an alt, um, and spec those guys into something specific that you want to try. Um, that's the great thing about the starter fits is they really give you a well, somewhat, somewhat of a good idea of what the different uh, weapons are like and different rules yeah. can be like. Um, but consider this to be kind of uh, an RPG game. You need to find a role, you need to stick with it, and you need to support your team. It's just the same way in first-person shooters, but you know it's a little more of a, an MMO kind of side. So just think about what role you want to fulfill, stick with it. And other than that, man, good luck, and we'll see you guys in the battlefield. Other than that, yeah. that's really all the advice we can give you on, well, on starting. There is something else. Basics. Um Militia gear. Uh, we need to talk about militia gear. Militia gear is another good, good way to try yes. out stuff and find what you need, what you that want to true. go. Because um, now you can, you have your starter classes on top of that, but you can go into the market to the very bottom left, and you see the militia gears tab. Anything in this tab can be used without skills. Um, so it can uh, be it's used my, with any character. Any character. Any character. Yeah. No skills required for any of them, and it has a lot of the weapons and drop suits and stuff in the game. Um, and like you, there's even militia gear tanks, guys. You can you can try a tank, a militia gear tank with no skills, just to see if that's something you want to go. Now, now, mind you, 
militia gear is not as good as what normal gear is. Um, right, even level right. one normal gear beats it. Uh, it's bulkier. It takes more CPU, more power grade, so you can't really do much with it. But it is how I started in tanks. It's cheap. I mean, I still use militia gear tanks for fun. I'm not gonna lie. I still oh, yeah. use them. Like if oh, I yeah. if I don't want to call it my expensive tank, I'll pull out a militia gear tank and and have fun mm. with it. They they die really really quickly to prototype uh, anti vehicle weapons, but um, it's a cheap way to see character. if that's one thing you want to go exactly. <laughs> Uh, a lot um, of stuff in there, no skill required. So, I mean, you got your. I don't think you can get mass drivers in there. I don't think. One um, thing but it to does note have a forge about, and stuff. So, well, on the on the militia topic, one thing to note though, guys, is that you'll see the CPU and power grid requirements uh, are much higher though. That's one of the downsides to militia gear is that it is higher. Now, starting out when you're new, it doesn't really matter because you're not really having to worry about that. But once you start getting into the game, maybe two to three months in, you're going to notice that you're still having to use Militia Gear. And that's fine. It's, it's cheap, but it will take a lot more CPU and power grid. Now, each drop suit and vehicle um, has a certain amount of power um, that if you exceed, you can't uh, then use. You have to stay within the specific requirements. Um, and so it can be kind of frustrating at first, especially when you're like, oh, I really need this item. I really need you know to have this nano hive. But you know, your, your PG and uh, CPU are over at the top. So um, you kind of have to plan it out. You have to really kind of think about your builds and really um, one of the good ways to get familiar with a lot of stuff and to really make sure you don't exceed that is to look over everything on the market, look at it and see what they all do. Um, and then like the uh, prereqs for them. Yeah, exactly. Look at show info and look at your prerequisites and look at all the things, the attributes. Um, and so you can buy and train the skills from that as well. So yes, um, if you see like you need this, these solid skills and you have the points or you know the money and everything, you can actually train them from that. You don't have to go to the market and look for them. Exactly. Now, we talked about yesterday about getting into a corporation. We're always looking for new members. So if you're ever interested in joining the 152nd Vanguard Mercenaries, hit us up. Look us, at, uh, look us up at 152nd uh, under Dust Search for the corporations. And 152Ds, uh, all you got to type yep. in and you'll find us. Yeah, it's that easy. But if uh, you're not looking, if you're not looking to be in a corp right away, um, let me just tell you this right now. Being in a corp is very helpful. It can be very good. It can get, uh, you know, at least in our corp, we have a form that we use that we post different uh, topics on, and you get to learn a lot of stuff from different corporations. So if you're not going to join ours, find one that fits for you. Um, but join one as soon as you can. I can't tell you how important that is. It's uh, extremely important. And also join a corporation. Some little message. Join ours. Subliminal message, yeah, join, join ours. Subliminal message, join, join, join. We we need you. Come on, join us. No, um, I we prefer that you come with us. We like we're um we ourselves are a, a, a small corporation looking to grow with a new Eden. So we're very active, though. Oh my goodness, we are pretty very much on. super super. Oh my goodness, we are active. Like oh my we gosh, love just it. every day. So. We but um, a day break yet? <laughs> yeah, dude. I my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we. You guys we are... ever sleep? By the way, <laughs> I get three or four hours, maybe if I'm lucky. It, it depends on what you mean by sleep. <laughs> Do you mean like six hours or eight hours of sleep? Because if that's the case, no. <laughs> I, I sleep at what? my chair with Dust controller in my hand, still playing. So. Well, if this gives you any example, actually, we were we were playing Dust one night. Uh, virus and I here or Spec Ops, I should say as well. You got a lot of names, dude. You're hard. To I do. I do. Just 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 keep calling me Ava. That's my main character. Avo. No, virus okay. is my main character. Okay, well, let's call. Is it okay if I? Just, I like the name Virus better. Is that a good with Virus? Is that cool? That is perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we were playing the other night, and we were actually hinting at this in our last podcast. But we were playing all the way through the early morning, and we were both. We were also mining in Eve at the same time. 
And uh, I sit in my chair and literally, next thing I know, I'm on the floor. <laughs> we got so tired. We, I got so tired. I literally just fell on the floor. I was I woke up and then he was still, you were still on. And you're like, geez, there you are. <laughs> yeah, I had to stay on to watch your mining barge, dude. I, I couldn't sleep. See, I mean, I went through so many monsters that day. <laughs> see, that, that's, why, that's why you want to find a good corp because good corp mates will take care of you like that. Even though you do stupid acts like me sleeping, you know, on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and letting him babysit my mining barge for eight hours, was it? Oh, close to eight hours, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, so you wanna you wanna um find a good corp that will take care of you. <laughs> so in other words, join, join. Um but um uh ultimately uh that's really the secret to success within anything within the Eve universe as a corporation. Uh and for most of you I'm sure you've already discovered that. So um Even if, if you not, don't want to succeed, I mean they could just just to have yeah. other people to play with is another big thing. Like even if you don't want to be serious, you know um even if you just if you just want people to hop on and squat up with and have fun, I mean the corporations are good for that as well. Yeah. Well and it really helps because yeah, for those people who aren't really like uh you know, looking to get very serious, but like you said, if they want to have tactics and want to communicate, that's a great way to do it. Um, now, well, why don't we want to hear from you guys? Actually, one thing that we, uh, Virus and I were talking about, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear things that you're doing within the battlefield of New Eden. Um, what we're going to do at the end of each show is we're actually going to go ahead and read off those questions. Or specifically, you know, just different comments that you guys uh, have made and founded within Eve and Dust. Um, and we'd love to discuss those here. Um, we'd really love to discuss your topics uh, of uh, what you guys are doing right now in Dust or Eve. So please submit those to us. Either, um, you, uh, since my Twitter's up now, um, you guys can do it there. You can send us either Eve mails or Dust mails. Any, anything, we'll get them and we'll answer yeah. them here. Yeah, and you can send that to me. Uh, that's Eric, E-R-I-C, and then Allegheri, A-L-I-G-H-I-E-R-I. -I -I, or you can also send it to Virus here. Uh, your, your name is as follows. What was that? A-V-A space V-I-R-U-S. There you also, go. Also, at A-V-A-152-D radio on Twitter. There you go. So, yeah, you can submit those questions. Uh, we really want to hear from you guys and uh, and uh, what you think about the show, too, as well. It would be great to hear from you. Um, but ultimately, guys, that's the basics of Dust. Dust isn't really that complicated. That's really the great thing about it. it, 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 it uh, it's very approachable. I think that's one thing that really is making Dust really popular is that you hear about Eve. You, know? <laughs> you get on Eve, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to play a simulator. I just want to have fun. So Dust is really a great way to get all of those um, you know, elements that you do find in Eve, but without all the complications. So, um, um, hopefully we see you guys on the battlefield. Hopefully here shortly. If you guys see us, hit us up. You know, if you want to play with us, squad up with us, feel free to come. Even a high, um, if you're on our side, even a high end team will, uh, will be nice. Yeah. It'd be really cool to play with you guys. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have for today on dust. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll answer your questions next week on that. Um, but, um, yeah, do you guys have anything to finish up with on that at well, or, uh, not nothing for me. Okay. The, only, the only thing I could probably add to it is that I found it pretty effective going to the ambush battles to to begin with, you know, to get comfortable with the controls and stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Right on. That's yeah, actually I, what I did as well. So that's <laughs> good advice. 
I want to mention, speaking of controls, really quick before we go, you have two options for controls. Um, you know, a lot of people have been complaining this game's not on a PC, mainly because, it, well, graphics are, I'm sure, a big thing. But control, control is everything in a first-person shooter. And you can to be honest, your... we don't want aimbotters, so I'm glad it's not on the no. PC. Oh, uh, you know, a big negative shout-out to all the yeah. aimbotters. I mean, why, why ruin good games, guys? Come on. Well, and that goes true for anything cheating. I know there's a lot of glitches right now within the open beta. And it's just, I don't, I don't like it. It just makes the game miserable. You know, you get in, you try to work at it, you know, with the team, and then you have some guy run around with a militia <laughs> rifle. Boom, one shot, done. <laughs> it's not yeah. fun. But um, so we have a controller option, which obviously comes with the PS3. You have your controller, which actually I love for actually piloting vehicles. Some some people might, uh, you know, have different preference on that, but I love using not it for, for tanks. Not for tanks. Not for tanks. Okay. Well, not for tanks. Uh, we're good for dropships, though. Very good for dropships. Yeah. Um, and LAVs, tanks require a little bit. Uh, even the LAVs, I find easier to control on the keyboard. To be honest with you, you have more hmm. uh, maneuverability. Um, you're not trying to fight with your analog stick. Uh, you know, pointing it one direction, your tank going the opposite direction than what you want it to go, and then you got to fight with it again. It seems a lot easier for the keyboard for getting around the battlefield. That's why I'm able to like fly around like I do with this because I'm using the keyboard. <laughs> Which, if you guys, oh my gosh, you've got to see it. It looks like an LAV running with this <laughs> tank. He's like hopping, getting there, boom, you know. And I couldn't do like... that with a controller. It was, it was. It just I found it buggier with a controller. It's just funny to watch, especially when like bad things are happening, like AV grenades are coming, forge guns or other tanks. He just books it out of there. It's just like, oh my god! Enemies underneath the tank because I'm jumping over a mountain. You know, I, I can't Switch. I can't imagine the point of view for some of these guys to see a tank just go oh, flying over their man. head. You know, I remember that one I remember guy. That that was last yeah. night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, there was the other night that we did it. Actually, it was it was a couple nights ago with us, and it was funny to watch because there was a guy right there. On him. He was a shotgun, a Haruki Dookie. We call shotguns Haruki Dookies. Anyway, a shout out to what what's the what's the actual name Haruki D Empress okay she's actually she's coined like basically we hate shotgunners let's just be straightforward we hate shotgunners uh it's it basically no offense to you guys but it takes no skill let's just be honest in fact what's interesting is that that character she's in a corporation called anti-skill it's actually kind of funny (laughs) so it works out pretty well but yeah so if you are a shotgunner on the field we will call you Haruki Dookie and now you know why so if you ever hear us use that but anyway um, I'm getting off topic, and I forgot what I was saying. I gotta go. You were talking about the guy we landed on the tank. Oh yeah, the guy we landed. So that was really cool. So we're driving like really fast, and literally, you should have watched his face. Like you see <laughs> he him. looked he was right like, up at oh, it as we landed. Gosh. You could almost looked... see an expression, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah, you really could. And I don't even think he knew what to make of it. That was the funny thing about it. Like he didn't it all happened in slow motion too. Like it's kind of weird yeah. how it, it kind of ended up happening in slow motion. The tank just <laughs> comes flying over a mountain. We're looking it's at the guy underneath us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no this, kidding. This, this enemy underneath us, and next thing we know, he turns around and just looks up right as we splat him. I mean, it's... Oh, uh, yeah. I, I can I, imagine I the point of view from that guy. <laughs> just pure shock. Yeah. Speaking of which, we've mentioned keyboard and mouse. Now, this is something that they've gotten much better with. Actually, in closed beta, it was quite horrible. The controls were, were very... Uh, well, it felt like... Unresponsive? Yeah, it wasn't very good. But now they've gotten it to the point where it's really good. Uh, you can use a USB keyboard and mouse. So that's one of the great things. And you can also use a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. So you, if, you're, if you're kind of hating wires, you want to just go wireless, you can do it. Um, just to let people know, I'm a big Apple fan. I'm using Apple keyboard and mouses. So it works with all sorts of different brands. So it's very good. If you're a keyboard and mouse guy, go to it. Um, you'll be very happy with the results. I, I know I am. I, I know that uh, Virus uses a mouse and keyboard a lot of the time. So actually, most of the time now. Are you, are you full I, mouse and keyboard? I, yeah, I, I don't even use the controller in the main lobby anymore. Oh, wow. All right. So, yeah. 
yeah, full mouse and keyboard. And it's again, it, it feels really good. I'm actually right now on Dust. I'm using it. I'm just in Merc quarters right now, but it feels like a native key, keyboard and mouse. It game. makes it feel like a PC a shooter. Yes. A minus yeah. the aimbotters. And so it's it's like just it's a win win no matter what. No, it really is. Um, but anyway, guys, that's uh, I think pretty much it for our show today. Um, ultimately, with with Dust Basics, we're going to be going later on in our other shows talking more about stuff within Eve and in Dust. And ultimately, it's you guys that are going to make the show. Please submit your questions. Please let us know what uh, you'd like to hear on the show. Um, would like to get your comments. And if you'd even like us just to give a shout out to you guys on the show, you yeah. know, I mean, just give us your name. Say I'd like a shout out, and we'll, we will uh, give you a shout out on the show. We're giving your your name and making you a little more popular in the Dust world. And if Haruki Dookie is hearing this, um, please give us We love you, us Haruhi. A- we love you. <laughs> don't, don't mind us following you around that one game, shooting you in the back yeah. for no reason on your team. We, that was just our, our way to show you love. We love yes. you. Yes. And if you guys uh, get to see her, definitely follow her around. And, uh, just shoot, shoot, her, her shoot her in the back repeatedly. <laughs> Simply a clip on her back, even if she's on your team, just so she knows you know, you're a fan. Oh, yes, yes. I, I am a fan. I am a fan. But, uh, Isn't that like a slap on the butt at a football game? Yes, yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> and if it perfect, is a girl on the metaphor, other side yes. of that, uh, we mean nothing by this. It's just joke. We still love you. We still <laughs> we love do. you. We do. We, girl gamers. Shout out to girl gamers. Hottest yeah. thing in the world. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks for joining us on our third podcast now, actually. And uh, hopefully we'll be hearing from you guys soon. Thanks for listening.